the guys, MMA UK news, Stoneboy as always. Normally, the MMA UK BJJ show, but we're talking MMA. Um, we've been talking MMA all week. Obviously, Budo 48, just around the corner, just over a week to go. Uh, it's going to be Saturday, 7th of May. It's going to be at Grangemouth Town Hall. Now, tickets are still available for this. I believe they were doing two types of tickets. They were doing, obviously, a general concession and a VIP. I think the VIP might be gone. Usually, the VIP go quick, pretty quickly. Um, but if there is tickets, obviously, head over to Budo Fighting Championships on Facebook. You'll be able to get your tickets directly from them. Also, there is pay-per-view on this as well. So, anybody that can't make the event, then definitely head over to Budo. You'll get all the pay-per-view details on there. Um, it's an unbelievable card. I mean, from start to finish, this card is fantastic. We've got some of the top amateurs from all over Scotland are going to be on this card. So it's always brilliant seeing, uh, especially the young guys coming through. Obviously, a lot of older guys on the card as well, Dean being one of them. So obviously, uh, the, the wrong side of 30 now, but still a fantastic guy to watch, still brilliant guy to watch. Um, anybody that's going to be getting tickets, and you're going to see a specific fighter, then make sure you do choose them when you do buy the tickets because fighters do get some money in their pocket um, for obviously the sale of every ticket that they get out. So it's always good that they get something back for doing something that they enjoy. Um, so as I mentioned, obviously my next guest is going to be on the show that night. So Dean Hepburn, Black Box Muay Thai. Now, Dean's one guy I wanted to talk to for a while. He said the same about me. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. So I know me and Dean, we do see each other at events, at SGIs or wherever. Um, so we always like to get a chat, but this will be the first time we've chatted on air. So, Dean, absolute pleasure to speak to you, buddy. Likewise as well, and uh, a fitting occasion as well uh, to get to sort of relay some words to you as well. I've got a lot of praise to give to the, the people that have brought me on this journey, journey the people that are still here, uh, the people that surround me and stuff as well. I'm eternally grateful. And there's, there's great things coming in my life, and primarily due to martial arts. Um, I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, I mean, you've been in martial arts for a while, a good Aye. while. So, obviously, MMA, obviously, you did uh, it was a kickbox and a Muay Thai. Um, started, uh, boxing as well when I was 18 under Gordon Brennan, who runs Trench Boxing. He's working with Ronnie the Shark Clark, and they worked with Tommy Philbin and stuff. He's a dear friend of mine as well, who uh, is probably a big driving force as to why I'm maybe still involved in combat sports and is, is still a friend as well. Yeah, More recently, yeah. so I am uh, under Stuart Graham at Black Box Muay Thai and Charlie McGee, WMO champion, and obviously Stuart's fighting for a K1 world title in New yeah. York in a few weeks as well. So that's that's who I'm surrounded by. That's who inspires me. That's who pushes me to do better uh, alongside everybody else that comes uh, comes to grapple with me. Everybody through Fife as well. We're kind of got something special going on in Fife where it doesn't matter what gym it is, doesn't matter if you're fit outside Fife. As we rendezvous, we roll, we share techniques, we, we train with each other, we drag the best in each other as well, which you don't see much, you'll probably know as well, like a big facility like Marcos, you see a lot of really great guys passing through, uh, it's quite a neutral gym as well, it's not a gym where it's heavily politicised, anybody's welcome, um, and we, we're pushing similar things here on Fife as well, and it's, it's the level of grappling we're getting is sensational. And that's one thing, obviously, jiu-jitsu as well. Obviously, uh, you love to go out competing in jiu-jitsu yeah. and stuff like that as well. So, obviously, something quite close to my heart. So, yeah, um, so yeah I mean, what, what, what kind of got you into it then? So, obviously, going back to the 
the very beginning. What what, what yeah. started you off? I had a tradesman who was taking his uh, son to boxing, and another guy I worked with on judo and boxing when he was younger, and he kept saying, he's like, you think you can fight, you think you can do this, you're, you're 16, 17, and you've not got a clue what it's actually like. Um, and lo and behold, started sparring with a guy, Eric Axford, who'd fought and held a kickboxing moral title and stuff, first sort of guys, Ali Gonzalez, Gordon Brennan as well, when he was still fighting pro. So first sort of guys, I got a taste of what it was like to to get a wee hiding as a young 18-year-old boy, um, then drifted more so towards MMA and started off grappling a bit and grappling and boxing separate. Um, and it was actually via Stevie Ray I started then doing MMA, so it pushed me through towards uh, West Lothian and stuff, started training through there. was through there several years, met Stuart Graham via there. Um, fast forward into now, who is now 100% my mentor and my head coach alongside the assistant coach Charlie McGee. Um, <clears throat> I took two guys that there's, there's there's something special going on in a black box for a gym that's so young. You were saying it yourself. You see the guys who go out, and even when a, a loss does come the team's way, it's, it's, it's edgy. It's, it's a couple of kicks and stuff that gives it for a gym that's been open a year, two years. It's, it's rare that you see that. They often yeah. have to find their feet and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah. I love that as well because obviously, uh, I remember interviewing, uh, I'd say that before we came on, Anthony uh, yeah. Riley, Rigatoni, as they yeah. called him. <laughs> so, Charlie keeps yeah. calling him Tony. He was calling him Tony last night, and I kept thinking, who the fuck is Tony? And then I twigged the who he was on about. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Because obviously, they say, I said to him, because uh, obviously, like MMA fighters or kickboxers, yeah. normally they've got a nickname. And I say, yeah. I remember saying to Anthony, have you got a nickname? He's like, no. And then somebody came in the comments, he was like, Rigatoni. And that was it, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, and he was yeah. saying, I absolutely hate that. And that's why they keep calling him Rigatoni. <laughs> so, Rigatoni uh, and there's two Hungarian uh, twins at Black Box there, the Gulash gangsters. Gulash is like the Hungarian equivalent of Haggis. It's uh, uh, a phenomenal facility, phenomenal team that's yeah. there. And that is hard. it's a laugh a minute, but when it's business, it's business. Yeah, yeah. As I remember interviewing uh, Anthony for uh, Evolution of Combat, obviously it was uh, Black Box's first fight, right. um, and he was the, the first guy to go out, obviously got the win that right. night well as well. And I remember doing the interview with him, an absolutely brilliant guy, and uh, obviously dealing with Stuart and Charlie as well, um, and obviously speaking to them, they were so grateful, obviously, that, that I, I was interviewing Anthony, and then whenever anybody, because we laughed about this again before we came on, Anybody else has come on from Black Box, any time I've messaged them, they've all been shy. Uh -huh. um, and I always say, well, I don't bite, do you know what I mean? Come no. talk to me. <laughs> so, But, I mean, obviously, <laughs> people like to do their, their talking in the cage uh -huh. or in the ring or stuff like that, which is which is understandable. Definitely. So, I, I wanted to come on, and that was the primary driving factor I wanted to come on, was to credit Stuart, to credit Charlie, yeah. credit the, the coaches that I've mentioned, uh, the people that, I've always made me feel welcome if I've had nothing, if I've had something, doesn't matter if I have nothing or I have something to give us, they, they make sure that you're a valued student, you get the one-on-one -on -one time you deserve, and I don't feel like every academy or every gym and stuff offers that as well, which is a shame, because there's so many guys at the top of their game that, that sort of slide under that as well, and they, they deserve the one-on-one -on -one time, they're getting their blood, their sweat, their tears, just to yeah. be a, a pawn uh, in, in gyms, which is sad. 
because you only give one thing in this sport, no matter if you're doing it for your job, if you're doing it because you love it as a hobby, whatever it is, you, do, you only give one thing in this, which is your health, but something still yeah. so tantalising and rewarding about it that brings me here. Yeah, and you mentioned as well, obviously, Black Box. There's something special about Black Box, as you yeah. say. As I said, obviously, I've, uh, I've been fortunate to see, I certainly on like Evolution of Combat and stuff like that, them, them coming from the very first fight to where they are now, um, Two students, and, uh, Guy Ramsey as well, for the grip, so I believe Stuart and Charlie both credit as well, their yeah. sort of roots in my time stuff coming for Guy Ramsey as well. Uh, again, another iconic person in the Scottish kickboxing in my time scene, I would say. Yeah, yeah. But as I say, they've done well, and again, it's, it's it's been a short period of time. I think, when were they on Evolution of Combat? Anthony was on what, August last year, I believe. Probably um, still locked in. Ironically, yeah. as well, uh, Anthony's got asthma, and I believe he was also like feeling it a wee bit for the horse hair in there as well. So yeah. probably it's not a peak performance as well, and still goes out and manages to dust the boy as well. Sure, and he also, he also when he when he went out and he beat the guy and he came over and still managed to do an interview and that because yeah. I remember him like before it like let me grab a, a quick uh, scoosh of this before we do the interview <laughs> with the inhaler and I'm like right okay so um, which made the the performance that much because obviously Aye. anybody with asthma we know what asthma is like it's tough especially if Aye. you're exerting yourself do you know what I mean you're yeah, putting pressure 100%. on your lungs and stuff and yeah. he went out put a performance on and then as he still managed to do a three or four minute interview with me yeah. straight after it so it's nice that it's great to be around these guys as well because there's a stark difference in how MMA guys strike and how the best of the best kickboxers are about striking I mean that for guys yeah. at Stuart and Charlie's level down to the guys that are like six to eight months in the gym compared yeah. to what you get when guys are striking in MMA, is you get the very best striking in a striking gym. And in MMA gyms, there is, there's so many bases to cover that you never truly get to specialise in these certain arts as well. Um, like look at Israel Adesanya, yeah. somebody like that. He's a, he's a specialist and he just seems to to be one, one small step ahead of these guys as well. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. As he kickboxed Muay Thai, I mean, there's an art to it. There, there is an art to it. I mean, I remember going back years ago, and the first time I'd ever seen kickboxing was obviously John Claude Van Damme. Do you know what I mean? Was obviously the film Kickboxer. The and just seeing the things they were doing, obviously kicking the tree over, and you think surely they don't do that. And then as time went on, you were seeing, like especially when social media blew up, you were seeing the uh, um, what's the guy's name? Is it Rod Tang? I think his Aye. name is. And you were seeing Tang. him. Yeah. yeah. Aye. Yeah, and you're seeing him kicking trees and kicking a tree in half. And are these guys like, kicking baseball bats or a yeah, couple yeah. of baseball bats are kicking through two baseball bats and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely different, different way, It's a different level of grit that you've got to have because you can never resort to having a shoot a takedown. Uh, you you have to be able to be smart as as to where the shots are coming, where you, where you're wanting to place yourself next as well. Otherwise, you're on the receiving end. Of it. Um, and I said, that's exactly the only way you learn is being in the deep end with the big boys. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I'd say there's definitely an art to it. Um, as I said, uh, kicking trees over, kicking baseball bats in half, and man, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not probably not a good time to get kicked from a, a Muay Thai or a kickboxer. Right. You know I mean, it must be, it must be sore. <laughs> it's been interesting uh, watching sort of Stuart and Charlie going in and, in and through these camps as well, and. and 
letting that rub off with me as well. And I've been fortunate enough to be in in and around a lot of the most recent fight shows, helping in the corner where I can, helping out some of the guys with their prep and stuff as well, just constantly be in the environment and constantly keep a feel for it. And also learning the corner, learning the coach, learning how professionals deal with business and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. My boy's over in, uh, my son, he's what, 24? He's over in uh, Holland working for Nike at the moment. So um, nice. staying at Utrecht, so just south of uh, Amsterdam. Nice. And he's doing kickboxing over there just now. Oh, and nice. uh, the gym he's at, nobody speaks English, right? So it's uh, it's obviously a struggle for him, language, nice. because he doesn't speak any Dutch. They don't speak any English. Nice. So, and uh, But he's gradually picking up, but he's still picking up. And the coaches doing a lot of one-to-one stuff with them. Even though they don't know what, what's going on, the coach is kind of showing them stuff and he's watching, he's picking a lot of it up. Uh, he was like jiu-jitsu. Um, he started off wanting to do MMA, but he was told, like a lot of jiu-jitsu people all over the world say, well, if you're going to do MMA, you need a blue belt first in jiu-jitsu. And that it's was the thing. In America and stuff as well. I'm actually yeah. opening a small facility in Fife as well with a guy, uh, Doug... Douglas Fraser, uh, Douglas K, very good guy. He's been over coaching at Team Quest and stuff like that for years. He's just recently come back and was looking for a grappling coach. He's a K1 guy. Um, and that's what he was saying. He's like, over there, they say his year and a half is solid, consistent training, maybe a couple of interclubs or blue belt, and you can handle yourself. You can hold your own. Otherwise, you shouldn't be fighting. Yeah. And there's a lot of, lot of other gyms that are just horsing guys into fights. And the records that's going on and stuff and the the things that's happening is it's it's ridiculous especially with some of these guys that are throwing guys in a fight I've, I've never fought and stuff like that as well is like I understand you could be a great coach and never have fought as is very much a possibility yeah. but there's something about when you've been in a corner with somebody as a fighter or you're going for a fight camp and stuff there's something that's shared that seems almost exclusive to that as well yeah yeah so that's him as he's over there. When he comes back, he comes back and I think either between July and December, and that's what he wants to do. He always wanted to do MMA. Um, and I mean, 24, he's still young, and he's in a good place. I mean, Holland for kickboxing. Is, Raman Decker, say no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely a good place. So that that was him. He's obviously yeah. still doing jujitsu as well. So um, he's still keeping up with that. So, so yeah, obviously awesome. when he comes back, as I say, we're going to, um, get him set up somewhere right. and then see where right. he goes. So, right. where uh, is it? You are you have to take your muscle through the west, yeah. yeah I'm Glasgow, Glasgow. Right. So, right. um, so, uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot of decent gyms, well, Glasgow and surrounding yeah. areas. So, right. but even at that, I mean, traveling as well. I said to him, Look, do you know what I mean? Like, nowadays, we're, we're, we're a little bit more gifted than what we were years ago because years 100%. ago, you couldn't, as you know, more than anybody, you couldn't just go and travel from gym to gym and train with everybody. You can only be at your gym and they would be like, well, you can't go anywhere else. You need to stay here. Whereas now... places are still like that, which is sad as well. It's it's holding a lot of people back. It it makes you almost feel like you're doing something wrong because you want to go and get a feel for different guys, whereas by by no means are you doing anything wrong. This is an individual sport. It's a very selfish sport in its core. And when you're in there, it is you that is in there, no matter who's shouting at you, no matter who's yeah. cheering for you, no matter who's coming at you, as is, is number one, and that's that's you. you. You are the CEO of yourself. Um, yeah. 
I yeah. wish a lot of more martial artists, young martial artists especially, take head of that as well yeah. and do what's best for them on, on their journey. Yeah, that's why I try and do like me the jujitsu stuff, uh, setting up open mats and Aye. not just setting up open mats because normally whenever there's open mats, it's usually Glasgow. So Aye. it's usually the grip house or Marcus's gym. Whereas, Aye. um, what I done was said, Well, do you know what? Fuck that, we're not just having it in Glasgow, we're going to have it in, and we ended up going Glasgow. Um, we started off in Glasgow, then we went to Aberdeen, Aye. uh, Brecon, um, we were still in it, uh. Uh, Chimera uh, just on Sunday. Um, we were at Fair City in Perth. Um, gonna be go- yeah, yeah, we're going to be going to Dundee, going to be hitting gyms in Fife. Um, and it was just so, I'm like, well, let's get everybody together on Jiu Jitsu. Exactly. Because, yeah, we're going to come up against each other at some point mm-hmm. in a competition, local right. comps. Do you know what I mean? But certainly for the bigger comps, like if guys are going to, like we did it for the ADCC trials. Right. I, I, seen that, I seen that, I seen that, wasn't it? I, yeah. I understood you were a wee part of that. I seen it floating about and stuff like yeah. that as well. It's cool. That's exactly what we do on Fife Primary. It seems to be a Friday. We've had loads of Stevie's guys and um, some guys for other local gyms, and then obviously I've got my guys that are training with me, um, and they've they've been at other gyms and gyms I've coached at, gyms I've trained at, um, and see banter and see just exactly just. <laughs> Three, four, five gyms, and just the, yeah. the, the nonsense that happens, but it's still hard, serious training. Is and yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to see because for the longest of time, I was aware that that's not how it was done, but it's a hundred percent how it needs to be done. Yeah, yeah, nah, it's definitely it's going the right way, it's going the right yeah. way. I know jujitsu, especially obviously, right. uh, jujitsu was very, very politicized over the last right. well, even like five, six years ago, whereas now. We're all we're all pretty much open. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We've got guys traveling all over Scotland to come and train yeah. at specific open mats and stuff like that. So it's getting better. MMA. The, the females, the females have actually been great at that as well. You've seen there's yeah. a like, congregation of the best female grapplers yeah. cutting about, and yeah. it's needed. Like say, five million people was like, we we need to do this. We need to band together. Yeah. Uh, we we would more than deserve our. Um, our world champions as a small nation, and that will come with time. The more we band yeah, together, yeah. it's a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, good, we're going to see that. We're going to see that as they were seeing some of the the talent that's come out of Scotland at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the young guys as well. I mean, guys as young as 16, 17 year old coming into MMA doing their first amateur fights, and guys like Ryan Garden and stuff as well. Yeah. Exceptionally young, and he's just a, f- a phenomenal athlete. Great, great shape and build on man. He seems to have the right head for competing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely going to be a lot of champions. A lot of uh, a lot of these guys are going to end up in big places like Bellator's, UFCs. Uh, going to be jujitsu world champions, Muay Thai, kickboxing, uh, boxing champions, and it, it seems to be at the moment Scottish combat sports seems to be at an all time high. I've never right. seen it. Now, obviously, I've, I've been doing jujitsu for eight years, right. but I've never seen combat sports in general in Scotland right. at such a high level. Um, Look at a show like Rebellion. If you go to Rebellion, SWG3 seems to be where they're hosting most of their events. Now you've got other guys for Hanuman, seen guys crossing over for the MMA gyms and stuff in there. You've got guys for Black Box in there. You've got Cuggies guys in for Sword Taxon, Black yeah. Devils in Glen Rothes. And then you've got guys coming up for like John Pop's gym and stuff down south and that. And hands down, the best high boxing show about by, by a country mile. And they're in yeah. association with Lion Fight. Uh, like that is that alone is pivotal for Scottish Scottish striking, Scottish martial arts, Scottish mixed martial arts, for whatever you want to define as. 
Um, that was never there. You'd never go to somewhere like SWV and they've got smoke machines, DJs, they've got food trucks outside, they're selling merchandise. It used to be like a bunch of coked up Neds in a, in a venue kicking off when their pal got beat. That still yeah. happens sometimes, like it will happen. It'll probably yeah. continue to happen as 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 what it is, but it shows yeah. the, the caliber of, the caliber of shows is, is pegging up and pegging up. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that that's the good thing. I mean, obviously you'll still get shows. I mean, we see it in like uh, not just uh, well in any event really. Do you know what I mean? We've seen it kick off at jujitsu events. We've seen Aye. it kick off at MMA, kickbox, boxing, and stuff like that. It's always going to kick yeah, off. It's hostile. Yeah, I mean it's that it's, that to some degree. It's martial arts, yeah. but it's also hostile. It's a, it's a it's a fighting environment where a lot of fighters attend, and there's a lot of chest puffing and bravado, and yeah, it's fighting in its essence. It is what it is for the Roman times up until now. Yeah, yeah, that won't change. That won't change. But again, no. that's the that's again, it's a horrible, an ugly part of it. But right. and it's, it's, also, it's not everybody. Like yeah, it's it, it is rare. And the people you do see kicking off are usually the ones that have got the least to offer when it does actually kick off. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Tell us about you. Obviously, what do you do? Is it primitive evolve? Aye, I'm so, an exercise physiologist, sport and exercise scientist, uh, primarily working with, I think that's a smoke alarm, none's on fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I primarily work with elite and sub-elite athletes, as well as uh, exercisers, and I predominantly work with guys cutting weight, um, and yeah. work with guys like Mark Ewan, and Keir Harvey, uh, I'm currently working with Stuart Graham for his up-and-coming world title fight. I'd worked with guys like Luke Shanks when he's winning the Cage Warriors world title, Callum Murray, yeah. um, a whole host of other other guys and amateurs, elite and sub-elite football players, Kieran yeah. Cantley, elite-level golfer um, who who just won the Tartan Pro Tour in order of merit. Yes. Uh, he's playing in Portugal and stuff like that as well. And recreational exercisers as well. Um, went to university to get my degree when I sort of fell in love with, with combat sports. I would realise, like, you eat a chippy, you go train. Somehow you don't seem to train as well as if you're eating, like, salmon, <laughs> rice and veg. Maybe yeah. a wee bit of fruit before it. And, and just simple things like that. Got yeah. to diversify into, like, the, the psychology side of things. Really got to understand myself a wee bit more and how life sculpted me and I ah, fast forward to now I'm, I'm sustaining myself as a independent business as well as coaching several times a week and working and in any gym I get access to um, one of the the first ports of call for guys cutting weight and stuff whether it's to help the gym out and people who are struggling financially or whether it's for a for a financial incentive that helps me pay my bills it's, it, that's re- regardless of whatever the incentive is it's to make Scottish martial arts and Scottish athletes and sports that next level above yeah. not crash diet and crash weight cuts and stuff like that is to, to better everybody I lost yeah. a lot of good opportunities the last couple of years and stuff as well which cut me deep but it's, it's one of the things it's like we're talking about the politics and that is it's, it, it helps you grow and yeah. um Ah, it's something you've got to take on the chin. You've got to take your L's like you, you take your wins. And yeah. met so many good people through it. And likewise, to be able to network with people like yourself, all that sort of same sort of to vision where everybody needs to be banded together. And if I can play a, a small role in that, I don't want to steal somebody's world title glory and be like, I made them cut the weight. That's on me. No, because it could probably make it without me. But the fact yeah. we can keep them safe, healthy, and yeah. maybe pass on something that they can then they can then use in the future is yeah. for me it's priceless. It's rewarding, yeah. internally rewarding. Yeah, 
that's what we talked earlier on about the the evolution of combat sports because we 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 laughed twenty years ago, twenty five thirty years ago. We had people like say your Dan Severns and Tank you know, Tank Abbott. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we had people like that, and then obviously right. these guys were absolute sluggers. They would come out and they would put on a show. Right. Do you know what I mean? But there wasn't really any backstage. And... Yeah, yeah. There wasn't any science involved in it. There wasn't any uh, weight cutting. There wasn't. Oh, maybe there no, was weight no cutting. PI, the yeah, CPI yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but obviously the evolution of the game now is there's a lot of science involved, not just uh, through like nutrition, but Obviously, like, do you know what I mean? How hard you punch and how quick the punch is. They can record all this stuff. And do you know what I mean? Just we have more openness in psychology as well. A lot of people yeah. are being a bit more open. Not everybody, but it's something that came out of the, the Cold War was the Soviets as they started pounding sports psychology. Yeah. Look at your Dagestanis, your Russians, and, and guys like that. They're unshakable. They're unshakable for a reason because there's tools you can implement. Some guys yeah. don't need to implement it. But it's the it's there in the literature. It's proven there's tools you can implement that it can just take you that wee peg above and yeah. help you understand what what is going on in here and how can I control yeah. what I'm about to relay better in the moment when I need to. Yeah, we saw a glimpse of it in Rocky Four. Remember Ivan Drago doing, Aye. and I remember people watching it thinking, <laughs> he's even, a friendly Ivan Drago." Yeah, yeah, right. But we saw a glimpse of it. Obviously, the way they were doing it, and they were, do you know what I mean? They were just the way he was training, and they, were, they had him hooked up to all monitors, and they were recording everything that was going on. And that was what what Rocky Ford would have been. Aye. What late eighties? Do you know what I mean? Aye. So, VHS, you liked it that much? I had to rewind it if you wanted to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. So, but we did. <laughs> get young a people will be this. watching this like. <laughs> <laughs> And then we've got a comment coming in. Just there, uh, I don't know if you know Ink Ninja 14. Just saying, <laughs> how have we gone more than five minutes in without even addressing the Canelo nickname? <laughs> <laughs> I would take that all day long, uh, 100% at festivals yeah. at everything. Uh, 100%. I grew up ginger, I grew up getting absolute pelters. Even still, I get ridiculed for being ginger if I tolerate yeah. it. But the Canelo part, I'll, I'll take it all day long. Yeah, yeah. Especially for Inky Ninja. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Big props to uh, I owe that guy a lot for, for showing me my true potential as a martial artist and a fighter as well. I achieved things that I never thought would be possible in a short period of time as well. So yeah, credit where it's due. He's just saying as well. credit as well, though. Pardon? Uh, he's just saying as well, who gave you the black eye? <laughs> there's there's a cracker on this side here. That was Dougie Scott at Back to Balance, who's maybe a peaceful man. That was an elbow, but I had a week long black eye that was for somebody that's got to be a world champion in about T minus three weeks. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this the level of rounds I'm getting and stuff. And uh, uh, guys like Dougie, who'd fought guys like Paddy the Baddy years ago. So that's yeah. the guys I'm, I'm in there with day in day. That's the guys I'm bleeding with. That's the guys that are dragging the absolute best out of me. Yeah, and uh, I, I'm absolutely loving um, my my journeys la- this last few while as well. I feel I feel great as a, an athlete. I feel great as a coach and as a martial artist. I feel amazing. The only word I can put on is I feel fantastic. I wake up every day with a high degree of life satisfaction, and I, I would attribute a large part of that to martial arts and yeah. the people close to me as well. People I live with, stuff like that as well. It's all been through martial arts and a, a mutual. Um, a mutual interest in that as well. Yeah. And then what about Budo then? Budo 48. So 
just around the corner, a week and a half out. Um, how did you find out then you were going to be on the card that night, Dean? Um, the the Budo that's coming or the one that previously? Budo 48, so one coming next, one next coming. weekend. Yeah. Uh, Stuart messaged me, that's just how it goes. I, I told him I, I'd had some things I wanted to refine on that after my last performance. I was putting in the work, um, I was trying to be a wee bit more financially stable and know where my week was laid out and stuff so I know what days I could attribute where um, and I we got a message for Stuart we got a relay of the, the potential matchups and whatever else and I never, I'm not the kind of person like ah this person that person whatever is you trust in the matchmaker and you trust in your coach that they're going to get you a, a challenge and they're going to get yeah. a challenge that they believe that you you can conquer as well yeah. so it's an obstacle that I need to conquer like every every bit of competition yeah yeah we always love that. I mean, I'd say that a lot of people come in and the, you know I mean? and we, we hear it like they pick the fight. Do you know what I mean? Like the fighter will pick who they want to fight. Yeah. Whereas, do you know what I mean? A lot of fighters um, that I do speak to trust their coaches or 100%. trust the people that that's around them and say, "Well, look, we'll put you in against this person or that person." Do you know what I mean? So, so it's yeah. good. Obviously, you 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 as a fighter, you're happy enough. Your coaches set it yeah. up and say, "Right, you've got a fight on the seventh of May." Do you know what I mean? Let's get ready. Right. And then it's just a case of dialing in all the variables. There's, there's only certain variables I can control. One being my performance, one being the, the lead up to the fight. Obviously, I can't control injuries and niggles, but what I can control is all the things that are going to help me recover better um, in terms of like working my sports physio, like Ben Gardner. Shout out to Ben Gardner. He's doing me a good turn every couple of weeks, as well as probably everybody else under our team and being around guys like Stuart at the weekend, as much as as it fight shows and that 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 rubs off on you to see how a world champion carries himself. Being around guys like Charlie McGee to see how they carry them and how you carry yourself towards competition is that yeah. you're always going to learn for guys like that. And Charlie's slightly older than Stuart, so he, that wisdom that comes with age as well. You, there's a million and one things you can take away from for being around these people that that helps you as a, a martial artist and a competitor. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely black box. I'm, I'm, I love black box. As I said, uh, as I said, I was there that first fight, as I keep mentioning, and as I said, the guys were always brilliant. As I said, anytime I've seen them as well, they always, they always it's have so a chat. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll have a chat. Do you know what I mean? They don't have a, they don't have a problem coming over. And be, oh, Stone boy, how you doing? So, and I, I love that. I it's love nice the guys. To see you. You've yeah, worked hard yeah. to build this up to what it is as well. And there have been times the people closest to you when you even have liked your shit and engaged in your yeah. shit. Whereas, like, <laughs> something like me, once I see you, once you say, all right, to me, that day is like, cool. If we're, yeah. And we're also, could be social on social media. I'm like, right, cool, we're dialed in. But if you're one of these guys that's like kind of dinging me one time and then next time I ask you something on social media, you ding me, I'm like, I'm, all right, I'm, I'm, out. I'm cool. I understand I'm, a, I'm clearly a fucking fried egg or something that you do not want to associate with. But like I said, we've all seen eye to eye and uh, I'm, like, I like what you did. It's, it's great for the Scottish fight scene. Not even so much martial arts or BJJ, just combat sports in general in Scotland. And it needs somebody like yourself who's willing to, to put in this time at like... 20 to 11 at night, sacrifice yeah. their own time, and there's not a lot of reward other than an internal reward for this sort of stuff. As it's not like yeah. there's a, a Joe Rogan money at it, it would be nice if there was, and maybe that <laughs> mate, comes with I would, yeah, listen, I would love a Joe Rogan money, mate. Even a, even a small percentage of Joe Rogan Aye. money would be absolutely brilliant. 10%, 50%. But see, that Joe Rogan, mate, he probably started off exactly the same. Aye. Do you know what I mean? Where did it for the love, um, 
Actually, we're not doing it for financial reward yeah. because there isn't a financial for reward. People like, like yeah. us who do want to put our faces out there and let ourselves be heard and let yeah. other people be heard. Yeah. Um, and then, what about you then, Dean? What, what, what's, what's for you in the future? 2022, um, so what do you see yourself doing? I see myself being victorious time and time again. Uh, I don't doubt life's going to throw a few curveballs my way, which which it does. I'm more than prepared for that. I've seen many a curveball for a young age. Uh, I'm going to go to Brazil with my girlfriend. I'm going to meet her family. I'm going to do a wee bit of training out there, eat loads yeah. of acai, maybe move up to 185. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really want to cross over into the, the kickboxing Muay Thai world and also showcase just what sort of uh, the depths in my skill set that's there. I've, I've had good success in jiu-jitsu, I've had success in MMA, and I feel like the gym I'm training at and stuff as well, it'd be rude to solely put my focus on MMA, as much as that will be primarily what I'll coach in the future. Um, but there's only one goal in my mind right now, which is next week. But obviously, a goal set for the year, and these are goals that have been written on my fridge all year, they've been written in my diary. Yeah. But I have one primary primary focus, which is next week. But yeah. it's 100% on the horizon that I can diversify into other disciplines and yeah. and keep showcasing this as well. And yeah. also, what we've got building in Inverkeithen as well. Um, Coaching-wise, we'll bring on guys there and we'll cross-train at Black Box and we'll cross-train at Rising Phoenix. And we'll continue to band Scottish martial arts together, despite yeah. anyone disliking it or liking it. It's going to be great. Where about in Brazil are you going? Um, we're going to Sao Paulo and Santos. My girlfriend's for Curitiba, so we're going to be doing a lot of like overnight buses and stuff like that to save on the travelling time. We've yeah. got about two and a half weeks there. Um, like, there's like got to be a festival, primarily meeting family, friends, stuff like that, because we've been locked down the last few years. So yeah. if she gets to introduce me, I really need to start learning Brazilian Portuguese. But I don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen it, but it's like... Portuguese, Portuguese combined with Guaranese, which is like an indigenous language. It is, yeah. It's like Scottish English. It's like you either understand or you have no fucking clue what it's being said. <laughs> so it was hilarious because we were over in uh, Lisbon a few years ago and yeah. I remember Marcos with us. Marcos, obviously Brazilian yeah. from a, a place just south of São Paulo. Um, and I remember getting in the taxi and I'm like, and the taxi driver couldn't speak any English. And I'm like, right, Marcos, tell him where we're going. Come on, big man. So Marcos talking to him, obviously Brazilian Portuguese and the taxi driver's like that and all he picked up was the taxi driver saying, I don't understand what you're saying and so Marcos is telling us, he doesn't understand me and I'm like but it's Portuguese and he's like yeah yeah but there's Brazilian Portuguese it's levels to this game yeah yeah so um, and you're like Marcos, you're fucking hopeless <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but we couldn't even we couldn't even tell the taxi driver where we would go where we wanted to go um, because as I say, the, just the difference in the slang, it's like Scottish, it's like 100%. English. We talk English in the UK, right. obviously, you've got Scottish and you've got England. And like, you've us got Scottish to, like, people, Manchester, and they're like, I don't know what you're saying, yeah, yeah. So, listen, then they've no idea what we'll say, and it's probably the same for <laughs> some parts of Scotland. I mean, you go, you go to like maybe like North, Dumfries and North, then you go up North. to like, Inverness, yeah, right. And it's like two completely different languages altogether, but Even both Fife. from the same country. Yeah, I grew up primarily in in Dunfermline, but 
I'll take pride in being born and bred in Edinburgh, but 100% I know I have a five twang. But it, you go in like Stevie Ray territory and even deeper, <laughs> as they start saying, like, mare and fair, your dad and twang, gantar, uh, that air there, and you're like, <laughs> where am I? Aye, uh, definitely. No, 100% agree. So. Culture, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah. thing like. But listen, you'll, you'll love Brazil. I mean, when you're over Absolutely. there, I'd say you'll definitely love it. I mean, that part of Brazil as well, São Paulo, down that neck of the woods, uh, is a really nice place, do you know what I mean? I'm so, going to learn a lot as well. I'm going to get to see where my girlfriend grew up and stuff as well. I grew yeah. up in the council estates of Edinburgh, and I don't doubt I've seen some shit compared to some people, but I, there's levels to this, and I'm looking forward to being humbled and getting to meet, yeah. getting to meet people and see, and see like what sculpted the, the, the women that I'm, I'm with as well. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be humbling for me. It's gonna be nice as well, and it's been something that's been missing the last couple of years because of the pandemic. So yeah, it'd be nice. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward is to the food and the yeah. people as well. Has she not been teaching you some words? Because obviously you'll know <laughs> you'll know some words like obrigado, obrigada. I, I know Boa. what I need to know. I need yeah. a buceta. Yeah. <laughs> I know obviously obrigado, which is thank you. I know Linda, which is yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Asai. Uh, and I can say like hello, good morning, how are you, stuff like that. But it's, you would like to be able to hold some level of conversation. Yeah, yeah. Obrigado as a man, obrigada yeah. as a woman. So, because yeah. um, again, I noticed that when I went into Portugal and Lisbon, and I remember saying obrigado because obrigado just thank you to everybody. And then somebody then in a shop pulled me aside and said, "See when you say obrigado, if you're talking to a man, you need to say obrigado. Talking to a woman, mm-hmm. obrigada." And I'm like. Right, okay, so for then on, uh, and I remember going to shop. Yeah, because they, they obviously knew I've walked in, I'm, I'm fucking as Scottish as you can get, you're the same, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So they knew I wasn't from Lisbon, and then obviously when I went in, they'd be like, uh, Bom dia, uh, Boa, do you know what I mean? Aye, so, um, so I had a few words, just a hello, good morning, thank you very much, So, um, and that's all I needed to know. Do you know what I mean? I so, know, uh, hey, beautiful, or hello, beautiful, how are you? I love you, pussy. That's <laughs> how you make a, a three year relationship with a beautiful Brazilian woman, you just master the basics. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. And then, Dean, final thing for you then. So, obviously, you've been in the game for a long time, a good while. So, as you've got a long time to go as well. As I, um, I know that you're 30, what, 30, 31? Just now, so, but I mean, you're in the prime of your life at the moment, so I feel um, great. I can sleep nine, ten hours a, a day, or like I could take eight, nine hours sleep at night, and I can have a yeah. nap because of how I structure my work. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the nutrition side, the things I have dialed in because I, I guys rely on me to help them make weight, and lifestyle wise, is um, have great people in direct contact with me that rub off of me well, which is an essential. Um, and the martial arts side of things as well, like I said, it's going well. Then they get me wrong, you get you get beat up then Thai boxing being around European and world champions, but you don't go swimming and expect to come at the pool dry. Yeah, yeah. Um we say that about jujitsu as well, eh? Like we're we're all sharks in an ocean. Do you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, you definitely don't jump in the ocean with the sharks. Do you know what I mean? So these uh, young guys guys that are coming up, like train my young guy, Lewis Dunsire. He's been doing it like less than a year, and he's doing bear and bolos, calf slicers, and minaris, and I'm like, come on, 
I always say, if anybody ever sees me doing a bearing bolo or inverting in any way, it was an accident and I've probably hurt myself. gravity. <laughs> so, you'd probably better call in a doctor or ambulance or something because I never meant that. So, um, but yeah, you've been a... more like Dagestani. I call myself Dagestani. Do I get called that? It's the way I like to coach it. The, the style yeah. I, I, I really like to watch versus that sleek sort of Keenan Cornelius yeah. uh, style. But again, that's predominantly been involved in MMA, is exactly why. And, and who I yeah. look to and aspire to to even remotely be like as a fighter as that those guys are impeccable for the feet to the to the floor yeah yeah who's your, <laughs> who's your idol then who's the one guy because obviously when you when you come into the game obviously going into mma who was the guy that you looked up to when i first started watching mma john jones was at, at his peak pre-USADA and everything and stuff like that and whatever else, those guys like John Jones, but 100% was the one guy I watched that made me realise that grappling worked and I like grappling was was Khabib, it's cliche to say but someday before every time I compete and stuff I'll sit and just relay through the the fight library and stuff, I I bought his tutorials and stuff so I can teach my guys the the wee positional things and that that I was maybe missing or or didn't see in fights Um, and uh, in terms of striking, Ramen Deckers. I got told about Ramen Deckers when I first started boxing. It's yeah. again cliche, Rod Pang and stuff as well. Like, these are these are big names, and obviously yeah. the guys around me, like guys in the gym that I look to and aspire to be, like guys like Owen Evans when I see the work effort, and guys like Shirk, them guys like Charlie, everybody at Black Box as well. You see these guys go out and the the level of technicality they've got. I I could only hope to aspire to achieve such things as well. So I would I would hate not to attribute those guys, yeah. Keir Harvey, Mark you and those guys as well. Steve Ray, uh, I would love to attribute some of this journey to Steve Ray as well because he's he was a big driving force as to why I, I progressed to a bigger gym, and then obviously it led me on to meet people like Stuart Graham and that as well. And their southpaws as well. After after represent the southpaws are the oddballs. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So. Final thing then, anybody you want to shout out to? So, friends, family members, teammates that, that you've maybe not already mentioned. Oh, the guys that are coming to train women on Fridays and stuff like that at Rising Phoenix and that we've run through to men's. Owen Evans has been huge at this camp and just making sure he's, he's putting a pace on me, making sure I am used to carrying some of that muscle mass and density. Stuart Graham, head coach, need I say no more. Charlie McGee as well, he's been spending a lot more time with me and I believe he's starting to see I'm not a little belter, I think at first he thought it was a bit of a belter, but I think he knows that my intentions are good. <laughs> uh, Dougie Scott, he's been holding pads for me like no other recently. Guys yeah. like Ross McKenzie, I was a wee part of Ross's camp as well, I would hate not to thank him. Duke, Duke Fraser, Duke Cade, who owns the, the gym in Inverkeven as well, he's given me a great opportunity. Jamie Henderson as well, it'd be rude not to attribute him. Um, everybody, everybody. If I have rounds in with you recently, and that if I did not mention your name, Big Lee Elmsley, my flatmate McNulty, everybody, I'm a bird, my family as well for turning me into who I am as well for for making sure that that I, my head was in his own no matter what went on in life. Yeah, he said bird there. So for anybody that's not from Scotland, that means his partner, his girlfriend. Right. So obviously, just so the English people know. What you're talking about, or the Americans and stuff like that. So, and not like uh, a seagull, we're talking like something beautiful, um, <laughs> like a robin or 
<laughs> so, um, no, it's been absolute pleasure. Um, anybody that wants to contact you uh, for obviously uh, Primitive Evolve, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, Instagram or Facebook as well. Dean Hepburn on Facebook. You should see the the logo will appear, but Primitive with no E. P R I M I T I V. Evolve. Uh, any fighters that are looking to make weight, looking to level up, looking to be on that next level. There's not another sport and exercise scientist in the country that that can compete with me. Uh, I know that because when they're working with other people, they still message me. Uh, so that's how I, I know I'm the best without yeah. being too audacious. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you've got to be, you've got to, I'm a, I have to support myself, innit? Um, yeah. Obviously, I'll not be everybody's cup of tea, but I drink coffee, so that's something I can learn to live with. Nice, nice. So there we go, guys. We're going to have uh, Dean Hepburn, Primitive Evolve. <laughs> primitive without the E. All right, so Primitive Evolve, going to be at Budo 48, uh, going to be representing Black Box Muay Thai. Again, a fantastic gym. As I said, I've been fortunate to see most of their fights um, up until now. Um, so all the way from Anthony Riley taking that first fight, I think it was last August. So um, And it's been brilliant to see them grow and grow and grow. Um, and it's going to be even more exciting to see where they're going to go next. So uh, we talked about Stuart. Stuart's in New York three weeks' time. Um, so obviously, good luck to Stuart as I hope he goes out there. We don't hope. We know he's going to go out there and smash it. Do you know what I mean? So um, the UK and European striking scene is, is unprecedented compared to America. That's a fact. Yeah. And you get to see that on, in full effect, and you just get to see the the level that Stuart is on and why he's carried that reputation for so many years. You yeah. need not ask very long in big gyms and the top tier fighters in the country who Stuart Graham is in you, you'll probably get a little smirk and a laugh as to some of the things that, that they've been on the receiving end of and maybe had their, their little moments as well. Yeah, yeah. So good luck to Stuart. As I said, we know he's going to go out there and absolutely smash it in three weeks' time. So King of New York. Dean, King of New York, mate. The <laughs> King of New York. So, um, and then Dean, as I said, he's going to be Budo 48. As I said, next Saturday, Saturday 7th of May, uh, Grangemouth Town Hall. Uh, doors open at four o'clock, so make sure you're in. Get your seats as soon as possible. Uh, first fight, I believe, kicks off about half four. Tickets, get them through Budo. And again, make sure you choose your chosen fighter so they get a little bit of commission or a little bit of money from the ticket sales. So, uh, And again, pay-per-view, make sure you get that. If you're not going to be at the event that night, make sure you get that. I won't be there on the night, Dean. I'll be at uh, SGI doing the commentary. Uh, obviously, their first ever pay-per-view. Yeah. But obviously, I'll have the pay-per-view for Budo while I'm commentating SGI. So I hope I don't be like... Oh, I'm, I'm, let's say I'm watching your fight. I'm like talking, commentating at the same time. And I'm like, oh, Dean's just done this. Dean's that. And we're like, who the fuck is Dean? Hey, Dean's not on the card. Jiu-Jitsu is your bag of tricks as well. Yeah. You, you know that you've got to pick sides, but the Jiu-Jitsu has been good to you as well, hasn't it? It's, it's, yeah. That's just how it goes. Listen, I'll be live at SGI. And I'll be fucking pay-per-view on Budo exactly the same time. So I'll be looking forward to it. So, But listen, enjoy. I hope all goes well next week. I know you're going to do well. I mean, we always love seeing and hearing about you. I always love your Facebook because, do you know what I mean? Anybody's social media has always had, it's an, a, a kind of insight into their life. It's like you know an I mean? expression. So, it's an expression. And I, I, I kind of abandoned the personal thing and sort of encompassed yeah. the, the brand into that as well. But what you see yeah. is what you get. I will, I will speak the gospel. You will hear me 
say it as it is about places I've been, people I've trained with, people that yeah. that I maybe don't see eye to eye with and stuff. But I, I'll try not to be too disrespectful. I, I will say yeah. exactly what had happened because I'm not a lying bastard. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> We've we'll seen you. We'll have seen you, buddy. We'll definitely likewise, likewise, you mate. You're great for the local scene, and I know I said that a few times, but I guarantee yeah. I'm not the only one that appreciates uh, what you do. No, listen, without without you guys, mate, I wouldn't be doing this shit. Do you know what I mean? Definitely not. So, uh, obviously, appreciation goes out to you guys. You guys are the ones that are out there putting yourselves on the line so that people like me can talk about it. Do you know what I mean? So, violence is very appealing. <laughs> so, definitely. But listen, enjoy next weekend. Thank um, you. And me and you'll speak again, Dean. Definitely. 100%. Definitely. All right, sir. Spot on. Thank, Thank you, you again, Dean. See you around, my man. Take it easy, buddy.